Greetings. Welcome to our seventh episode of the FGI podcast series. My name is Tim Stark, and I am a professor of civil engineering at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. And hello, everyone. This is Jen Miller, and I'm the coordinator of the Fabricated Geomembrane Institute, or the FGI. On today's episode, we're going to focus in on stormwater management using geosynthetics with Terry Sheridan of the Geo Storage Corporation in New Jersey. In New Jersey, Terry gave the March 2020 webinar just two days ago on March 24th, 2020, and this is a follow-up pod podcast to address some of the questions that we did not have time to address after the webinar. Terry, thanks for joining us again, and I'll get back to the first question. Terry, during your webinar, you discussed placing angular gravel on top of the geosynthetics and geomembrane and that puncture testing should be conducted. What ASTM puncture test method should be used? Well, the ASTM standard for the uh, puncture resistance is ASTM D4833. So that would be the most appropriate um, what uh, the specifications for the system, we have a uh, three-quarter inch to inch and a half angular stone going, uh, being placed on top of it. Obviously, uh, that's pretty aggressive. Uh, so along with the fabricated geomembrane, we are specking a, a, a hefty um, non-woven geotextiles, a cushion below and above the system to provide additional protection. The other thing, along with puncture, that we look at, uh, we recognize that the fabricated geomembranes uh, have have excellent puncture resistance and, and construction damage resistance, uh, and and perhaps the elongation properties and the multi-axial elongation properties of the fabricated geomembranes are the best indicator of that. Okay. Okay. Great. Thanks, Terry, and uh, welcome um, to our podcast. Uh, and also, Thanks, I just yeah. want to say quickly, thank you again for uh, your outstanding webinar on Tuesday. It was so well-informed, so we really appreciate you taking the time to do that for, for the FGI. So I have a question. What is a typical puncture specification for a geomembrane? Well, as I said, the, the ASCM 4833, D4833, is is... Um, what would be referenced. Uh, however, once we have uh, a 30 mil of the 30 mil thick uh, uh, product that's a, a fabricated geomembrane with those geotextiles cushioning on the top and the bottom, uh, we're very comfortable about the survivability of the product. Uh, but as a check on that and a reference, you can look into that ASTM standard. Thank you. Great. Um, Thanks, Terry. Are there any compa com chemical compatibility concerns with the geomembrane? In other words, is there anything that uh, in the storm water that might require some consideration of chemical resistance? Well, you, you hit upon it. This is storm water. So, uh, you know, we have two different markets that the geomembrane uh, uh, industry works in the environmental and the uh, let's call it the commercial or the civil area. 
storm water clearly is not going to have the same sort of uh, level of, of aggressive chemicals that you, you could possibly see in the environmental market, the wide-ranging uh, areas in the environmental market. So uh, for the most part, for stormwater, chemical compatibility is, is not a big challenge for the geomembrane. Um, you're, you're going to see suspended solids uh, uh, and, and the constituents that might con, uh, uh, conglomerate on those uh, solid, uh, suspended solids and carry it through phosphorus uh, is another area from lawn products that will be have a, a small uh, percentage in there, nothing that would be aggressive enough to cause any concern. Um, but keep it in mind that it's stormwater, uh, chemical compatibility is not a concern for just about any of the product, for any of the products that I uh, could see on the, in the fabricated geomembrane um, menu. Okay. All right, great. Is there any field geomembrane testing required? When you say required, that's that's an interesting topic because once again, you have the environmental market and you have the civil market and the requirements, the specifications, the quality assurance submittals and the quality control and third party quality control uh, standards that uh, the fabricated geomembrane industry is accustomed to in the environmental market let's say the landfill market, that doesn't exist in the commercial market. So we will uh, use either uh, wedge weld uh, technology for seaming, uh, making the field seams, or more typically uh, an air lance test is uh, sufficient. Um, and the submittal that will be given from the typical uh, geomembrane installer out there will be far in excess of what the the uh, commercial uh, quality control or, or the oversight engineer is even looking for. They'll put it in the file, uh, certainly, but the the process, just the standard operating process for the landfill, uh, for the liner company um, is going to have them uh, uh, pr providing all the data for the materials and the installation they, they did, that is what they're accustomed to doing. And it'll always be uh, submitted. I'll often get a chance to review it, but the consulting engineers in the, in the commercial market and the civil market um, it's not quite the same as the environmental market, and that just gets filed away. But we are looking for uh, as few seams as possible out there. We like to have the, the large panels factory assembled, and uh, um, on the field seams, we, uh, like I said, very happy with the air lance, and, uh, and if it's cool enough and they're productive with the wedge weld, that's perfectly acceptable also. Perfect. Um, Terry, you mentioned placing three quarter inch to even up to one and a quarter inch angular gravel on the cushion geotextiles and the geomembrane. Do you have any preferred methods or field techniques for placing this material without damaging the geosynthetics? Well, 
we do like to uh, make sure that there's not a large drop in that. Now, one of the good things that um, is just the nature of the job is we place the soil in nine-inch lifts, and the typical placement operation is a, an excavator um, feeding from a rock box and the rock box being filled by a front-end loader. And when the excavator, uh, and, and preferably without the teeth, uh, a smooth blade ex, uh, excavator, uh, is dropping the stone, they're attempting to drop it in a fairly thin 9-inch lift, which they're not going to try to do from 8 or 10 feet. They're typically down there uh, in the, uh, you know, 1 to 3-foot uh, range in an effort to keep it as close as possible to a 9-inch flat uh, placement so there's a little, little or no raking uh, necessary by the laborers down there. So the nature of the... Um, application lends itself to that uh, low drop um, uh, and and spreading of the stone. And once you have one layer of stone down, it's a protective cushion and, and really nothing can go wrong uh, from that point on. So that first layer is the most critical one. And um, like I said, we, we use a hefty uh, sandwich to protect that geomembrane for that layer and we're seeing good results. Oh, great. Um, Terry, I'm going to go back to puncture resistance just for the listeners. So there is another puncture test that may be applicable in future projects, something, something for you to think about, ASTM D5514. And this is the big, what's called hydrostatic puncture test. And in this, you can create a rock pizza that simulates the aggregate that you would actually be placing on top of the cushion geotextile and the geomembrane. And then you can pressurize the top of it and see when you push the textile and geomembrane over top of the rock pizza, whether it would puncture it or not. So if the listeners want to do more of a site-specific testing using site-specific aggregate, they could look at ASTM D. 5514. Okay, um, one other, one last uh, technical question, Terry. How are you familiar with these, this new lightweight aggregate created from foam glass? It's uh, very lightweight, maybe about one to two pounds per cubic foot, and it being a little lighter weight may not impose as much stress on the geosynthetics in the bottom. I, uh, I'm very familiar with it. I think it is, frankly, brilliant. Um, and I think it is uh, going to have a, uh, a lot of applications in the, in the lightweight aggregate market out there. Um, in, uh, and, and as a matter of fact, the founder of that company, Archie Philshill, is a friend of mine. He's actually the, he was a, the contractor who built our very first geostorage system back uh, over 10 years ago. So Archie and I go way back, and I'm very familiar with the technology and been down to the plant in Eddystown uh, a few times. Um, as far as an application uh, for geostorage, it is a very cost-effective product versus anything you would else you would look at uh, in the lightweight aggregate market. Um, but 
it, it's still going to be a little bit more expensive and and not necessarily close by because it's, it's a very large plant that makes it uh, as close by as a local stone quarry. So stone, open graded stone is is what we use. We don't have any problems with it. Uh, the pie test that you're talking about, that hydraulic pie test, that is what we have uh, examined to ensure that the cross-section that we're using with, like I said, the typical 30 mil fabricated geomembrane and, and the non-woven protective layers is going to perform well. Uh, so we're not looking for a, uh, a solution to a problem that we don't have, but I've got nothing but good things to say and, uh, about that lightweight aggregate and, and if geotechnical engineers are not familiar with it, uh, uh, it would be a valuable, um, it's valuable information to know in case you come across a plant, uh, an application that requires that. Yeah, great. And and glad you mentioned Archie. Uh, we're trying to schedule him for a webinar here at the end of 2020 or 2021. So, okay, Terry, uh, thank you. Last question. Given that you are a Villanova graduate in civil engineering and that they occasionally make the NCAA basketball tournament. How are you dealing with the loss of March Madness this year? Well, I tell you what, it's pretty tough to miss the Big East tournament in the garden. And then to follow that with no March Madness is a long spring. Uh, so <laughs> it, it's pretty tough. But I would point out that uh, the argument now is who is the uh, national champion and the Virginia crowd is saying that they carry forward. But I think if you look at ESPN and NBC right now, uh, the preseason for 2021 is Villanova ranked number and I think ranked number one. And I think uh, that's where we stand going forward. <laughs> uh, hopefully they'll make the tournament next year. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Terry. Uh, if, if anyone else has any questions or would like additional information about stormwater management using geosynthetics, please contact the Fabricated Geomembrane Institute at fabricatedgeomembrane at gmail.com or visit the FGI website at fabricatedgeomembrane.com. You can also contact Terry directly at tsheridan at geostorage.com. Geostoragecorp.com. Oh, Just throw that. Yeah, I misread it. Sorry. That's fine. T. Sheridan at geostoragecorp.com. All one word, geostoragecorp.com. So, Terry, uh, thanks so much. And, and we're going to end with our typical taglines. Quality installed faster when you factory fabricate first. And may all your geomembranes be factory fabricated. Thanks, Terry, so much. Uh, it was a pleasure speaking with you again today. And thanks, everyone. Thanks, Janet. See ya. See ya. Great seeing you. Bye.